Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. We are here to talk all things Roni because we just had another episode of our ladies of New York City, and the apples were fresh and juicy. Things started going. It was Halloween at the Berkshires, the change from Christmas like we usually see. I'm here with my co-host, Armin, and I'm Eddie Estrada. I totally forgot to even say my name. <laughs> Introductions are coming later today. <laughs> yeah, at some point. I was just really excited to talk about um, the Berkshires, which we'll get to eventually, but... You know I, how much I love the Berkshires. Same. And after knowing what happens because of the Instagram story, I just can't wait to see it on, like, Bravo, on TV. And I'm not sure how easy this is to find online, uh, but y'all need to look up what goes down at the Berserkshires because I don't think all the footage that Bethany put on her IG stories is going to be on next week's show. So you guys have to find it. Or maybe we can post it to our oh, Twitter account. I, I think we should post it to IGTV. Because we have it. Why don't we post it on IGTV and everyone can watch it in long form? I've never done IGTV before. Well, let's put it on there. We'll figure it out. So we'll you figure guys it out. <laughs> follow us. That's a great segue. You guys can follow us on Instagram or Twitter by searching Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O. D. And we'll try to post it on multiple platforms, so Instagram and Twitter, so you could find it in different places, because I know not everybody uses Instagram and not everybody uses Twitter, so we're going to try to cover you guys. Yeah, we're yeah. going to make sure you guys can watch this, because there's a lot of butt. Oh, if you... <laughs> there's a lot of butt, and there's a lot of Sonia pass the fuck out on a pool table, and if you want to see her super shwasted... All of them. Out. All of them are so drunk. It is incredible to watch. Um, Except for Luann. Except for Luann. Yeah, I mean... But she's still partying it up, which is She's great. still having a good time, it looks like. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but we're here to talk about this episode, what happened on Real Housewives New York. And if you aren't subscribed, make sure you guys are subscribed on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Because we had a recap last week. We'll have a recap next week. But we are here to talk about kind of the three major things that happened on this week's episode, which was one... The uh, talk of Tinsley's relationship with Scott and the attack on the yacht. Right. Then we have Bethany and her therapy session. With the grief counselor. With the grief right. counselor. And then we have the arrival at the Berserkshires. Yes. So those were the three Our main things that happened. first look at the Berserkshires. And it's just a taste, because they always do this. They give us the heaviest part at the beginning, and then they're like, or the end, and they're like, oh, to be continued. Yeah, just a little taste, just a little nibble. It was a good nibble. It was. We'll get into it, because I was really disappointed in Luann, but... <laughs> when aren't you disappointed in Luann? Uh, this was especially bad. But I think we should start off first by getting like the hardest part out of the way, and that's talking about Bethany and her grief counselor... Talking about Dennis. That was tough. That was really emotional. And we learned that Bethany had actually broken up with Dennis shortly before he died. Yeah, that was like her feeling like she was blaming herself. Like it was maybe like the emotions that she gave him because of the breakup were the reason for the breakup. That was really tough to watch because you can see how much pain she's in thinking that she might have been a catalyst for this whole thing to happen in the first place. It's fascinating how much she hid um in terms of her relationship with dennis you know just in relation to how much she shows us otherwise and how much we've seen like we saw her and jason you know essentially we saw their relationship blossom and we saw them not get engaged on camera 
But shortly after they got engaged, we see them, and then we we saw Bethany be pregnant, and we saw her like take the um, pregnancy test and find out that she's pregnant. We've seen a lot from Bethany's life, and we are just now learning about how close she was to Dennis, all the little dynamics in their relationship, including how he told Bethany that he would never have a relationship again if him and Bethany didn't work out. And that put a lot of pressure on Bethany. It did. But I going back to what you were saying about him, her not showing Dennis, I think the reason she didn't hasn't shown her personal life as much is because it was so bad because of Jason. And yeah. there there's so much bad that came out of that that I think she's a little bit more careful and pr- protective of her personal life because we never see Bryn. We never see who she's dating, really. Like, it's an offshoot date here or there on camera, but it's not the real relationships. I think she can't show Bryn because of Jason. Because of Jason. Yeah, yeah he but, won't allow it. Yeah. yeah, but still, I don't think she would want to. I don't think she's ready to put her through that just yet because it's it's a lot. I mean, imagine growing up on TV. I can't even imagine how that would be. But Right. We know Sonia chooses not to show her daughter. Well, yeah, that's because the only person prettier than Sonia on the cast is Sonia's daughter. She's like a young Sonia and she's gorgeous. And Sonia's gorgeous, so she just doesn't want people, you know, being like, is that your sister? <laughs> I've never sleuthed. I actually have no idea how she looks like. Camille's laughing. <laughs> At, is that your sister? <laughs> well, you know whose sister we did meet? Oh, my God. So was Melinda Dorinda's sister. That was amazing. I loved it. Can I reveal your reaction to this? Yeah. While we okay. Were so you could, you could, okay. So uh, <laughs> just to set up the scene, we were having dinner, and I was very into my tender greens, salt and pepper chicken, right, with roasted veggies and sprouted rice. Basically, I am loving Dorinda's sister, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe, like we've never met her before. Is this her like first time on the show? And and he's like, oh, yeah, we, we've never seen her before. We've never seen her before. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you must be right. I would have remembered her. She's great. She's wonderful. And then Eddie goes, yeah, you know, and it's funny because she looks a lot like Dorinda. She could be her sister. And then we all look at each other. Camille's in the room watching with us. It's like, Eddie, that is her sister. I honestly miss that part. I didn't know it was her sister. And I was like, wow, this Melinda girl, they're really good friends. They must be neighbors. They're so close. Like there's something like, yeah. about them, you know? Kindred I was like, spirits. what a nice neighbor to come over and help with like decorations for every holiday. Like what a trooper. I was like, they also look a lot alike, but they were sisters. I want to know more about Melinda. Me too. And I will say not every, you know, set of sisters has that sisterly bond, but oh, they these clearly two, do. These two click, 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 uh-huh. click, click, click. Click. No, they're very close. Melinda's very cool. She has like so many shades of Dorinda. And I know that seems obvious. Well, it's her sister. Not all sets of sisters are alike either. So that's really cool to see. No, it was it was fun. Um speaking of family, Tinsley kind of was accosted and attacked on the yacht. So Tinsley has this dog fashion show or like adopt a dog show called Strut Your Mutt. Right. Where she was raising money for adoption shelters. She's basically trying to be the Vanderpump of the East Coast. But as she said, it wasn't about the foundation or helping dogs. It was about brand building, which I thought was hilarious. I mean, you know, Tinsley's trying to build a brand, just like Lisa <laughs> Vanderpump is trying to build hers and is so tightly holding onto 
and ruining friendships because of. Well, I but. think Lisa genuinely has this like insane obsession with dogs. Like yeah, I'm not she, saying it's insane, she because, does. like that it's wrong <laughs> or anything, but sh- her obsession with dogs is more than the average human. It's a lot. It's a lot, and it's commendable, and that's cool. Tinsley. It's more about the brand building. I think she said at one point, it's a part of my New York identity. So it's not as much about the dogs. It's more about like crafting this persona and a part of her persona She's a is socialite. charity work. Yeah, She's and socialites socialite. love charity. It's, it's her philanthropy. <laughs> Just go ask a Bizarre how much charity he does. I, I do a lot of charity. I help poor people. Well, after after this, all the ladies head to a yacht and kind of converse and you know they're you know they're chilling and all of a sudden out of nowhere it turns into let's grill tinsley about her relationship with scott i think it's fair i mean essentially what they were doing is they were just trying to ask about scott and their relationship and where it's going and tinsley did get very defensive and as ramona pointed out the reason they kept asking more questions and that they were being more you know prying into this whole part of her life that she's kind of whatever about is because she was so defensive. Like that was the reason like that rose red flags and all of those ladies minds because they're like, okay, if she's getting this defensive about like a simple question, she must not feel secure in the relationship herself. Right. And I don't know. Tinsley's relationship with Scott is just so wishy washy yet. She has these grand plans like wanting to get married and have children. And I think the ladies are just confused because they're like, wait, do you want to have this like kind of like fun, whatever relationship? That's okay. You could do that. Um, but it doesn't sound or, like that's what you want. Yeah. Or do you want to like do the marriage thing and have kids? Because like these two ideas are like very contrary to each other. Yeah. And we know now that Scott and Tinsley are no longer together. There was an article posted in February of this year talking about how they had been broken up and she was dating again, but was heartbroken by the relationship breaking up. I don't know how she could be so heartbroken unless she's completely blind because it does not seem like Scott is as invested in this relationship as she is. Right. It seems like that since day one, he kind of got roped into this with Carol. Like literally it was a blind date. That it, they ended up hooking up. I mean, we saw it on we camera. We saw it all on camera. She just like attacked him. And he was like, okay, I guess I'll go along with this. And has been going along with this for two years now. And it's like, okay, maybe it's time to get off the Tinsley train. Because it is going to the loco station. And I don't, do not know if I want to take this ride anymore. I got to get my, my butt to the caboose and hop <laughs> off this train. For Tinsley goes off the tracks. The Tinsley train goes off the tracks. I'm living for this analogy right now. <laughs> I want to see how many different ways you could take this. It's done. It's done. It's over. Just like Tinsley and Scott's relationship. Hey! That was good. The um, coffee's kicking in. Look. Yeah, the coffee is kicking in. Yeah, we just had a, you know, a couple shots of espresso. So this this podcast is about to get crazy. <laughs> Sponsored by Nespresso. <laughs> well, look. We all know the ladies have no problems with you know sleeping around, dating around. I, as, so, as Ramona said in this episode... I admit it. I like hot sex. She like, likes hot sex. Sonia likes, you know, dating around. Although, as she said, I guess she's telling people that she's too busy nowadays. So that's out of the ordinary for she, Sonia. So when they confront Tinsley, to me, it's not about shaming her for no. having a kind of like lackadaisical relationship with Scott. It's more about 
Lackadaisical? Is that a word? Yeah, lackadaisical. Um, but yeah, I, I just think they're confused and they just want to learn a little bit more about Tinsley because she is the newcomer in the group still. Yeah, I mean, I think they just want her to feel like they care, you know, because I feel like Tinsley's yeah. put on the back burner a lot. And, you know, she's not really given like a center starring role. She's not the center of conversation. It's almost like the ladies are trying to avoid all the other conversations because like, what are you going to talk to Bethany about? Dennis, that's not a conversation you want to bring up. When are you going to talk to Luann and uh Dorinda about each other we're not going to bring that up I mean they don't want to bring up I mean what's what does Sonia have going for the her Sonia Morgan by Sonia Morgan I mean she's just taping up t- uh, towels in her house that she's living her apartment that she's sharing with her daughter well I could talk I could talk to her about that all day I mean but you know she doesn't want to talk about that and then who knows what Ramona would get on she's probably her hot, hot sex so Tinsley's the only one left so it's time for her to have a starring role I guess so yeah but I mean I think Bethany was saying it cracked when she was kind of like, you know, we're not coming for you. We're not trying to judge you. We're not trying to put you like on the grill and like figure out every little thing that we need to know. Like, exactly. We're just concerned. And I thought it was really interesting how Luann's like, you're saying all these things, but I'm not hearing you love him. And I was like, bitch, that was you with like, oh, we both like private jets. We both, we both love like, to play tennis. Yeah. But do you love each other? Like, bitch, this was you last season. So don't act like you're all high and mighty giving Tinsley this relationship advice. Even though the signs are kind of the same. It's kind of like they're just comfortable going through the motions and there's no one else there. So it's like, sure, we might as well play these roles with each other. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about this till we're blue in the face, but. They're broken up at this point. In in real life, at this moment in time, they're broken up. And I think you said a few podcasts ago, right? Like, this time it's for real. Oh, no, it's definitely for real. Tinsley's starting to date other people. I mean, Scott clearly, what is this, breakup number 17? Like, I would be done too. It's like... 19. 19? 19, 19 <laughs> times! We've broken up 19 times! We what only the- use the number 19 on this podcast. What was the Tinsley scream? Yeah, <laughs> running around the house. I saved the flowers you gave me. <laughs> oh, that was the saddest thing. Yeah, it's, we knew it was over when that happened. I knew. Yeah, right when that whole interaction happened, I was like, "This guy." She saved like six month old flowers. She hadn't seen him in six months. He was ignoring her. She sees him for the first time, and she literally collapsed to the floor and started screaming. At Scott. Like you said, at that point, knew he had to get out of the crazy station, get on the train. No, 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 no. He has to get off the train before he gets to the station. That's You got it all wrong, but it's whatever. Well, I mean, in my opinion, he's been at the crazy station, and he needs to move on. No, it's the crazy train going to the... the so he's getting on the crazy in. train? No, he's already on the crazy train. Oh, he's on the crazy train, getting off, stopping at the go station. Go back, re-listen, you'll get it. Well, you know what's crazy, though, is anytime the ladies go to the Berserkshires, that's why we call it the Berserkshires, because... For some reason, this house is haunted with the ghosts of Berkshire's past. So it's only fitting that Dorinda is now bringing everyone up there for Halloween. It's so appropriate. The house is so spooky decorated. I'm obsessed. You know, Dorinda always goes all out for her holidays. Her Melinda and Dorinda <laughs> design holidays like no other. It looks in full force. They have mummies. They have Bethany. <laughs> They've got all the decorations. Well... First of all, the ladies 
all get assigned room this this year. So there's no fights. There's no drama. Smart. But when Dorinda's like explaining these rooms and we see shots, first of all, I don't think we've ever really seen inside these rooms before. Not to this level of detail. Yeah. She lives in the Madonna end of in Madonna end of the East Coast. Do you know what the Madonna Inn is? Is that the hotel in the middle of California? It's the hotel in San Luis Obispo, like yeah. right in that area. I've driven by it. So every room is a in. different theme. Uh, so like there's like a lover's room and there's like the Seacove room and there's like the Vegas room and there's like, so each room is like themed. So you get to like purchase whatever room that you want and then you're like living in that theme. It's super famous. It's bright pink on the outside. Right. It's been a dream to live, not live there, but like <laughs> stay there for like a weekend. But I don't even know what room I would choose. I feel there's like a Flintstones room where it's like the stone age. That would be fun. It's crazy. Yeah. But when <laughs> we were going through the Wayans, or not Luann, but Dorinda's Berkshire's house, I was like, you've got the Moroccan room. You've got the fish room. You've got the back room. I'm like, she literally lives in the Madonna Inn of the East coast. She really does. And what I kind of like about it, because I personally would never want to style my house like this, but the benefit of it is that you can easily identify the rooms. So like like you said, the Moroccan room, the shark room. Guest one, guest two. It's so easy. Exactly. Because what is guest one? Well, you wouldn't know. You'd have to like really, you know, explain like how to find it. Like, oh, go past, like go down the hall and then the third door to your left. But this way it's like you say shark room, you know what the shark room is. Yeah. It's because like, you're walking into a room that is filled with like, you know, sharks. mounted sharks. Yeah. And other fish. There was a swordfish in there. Right. You know, little mahi mahi. <laughs> was there mahi mahi? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I'm just naming fish I know. Huma huma nuka nuka apua ah. But basically, Luann gets the fish room because, which is evidently the room that she doesn't want, because Tinsley had the fish room, and since Tinsley was actually at the house and Luann was coming later, Tinsley deserved the other room because she didn't want she didn't want the fish room. So Dorinda's like, okay, I'll give you that room. Luann can sleep in the fish room. It's not that big of a deal. And they're saving Hannah's room for Bethany. And the, yeah. Who so is arriving the next day. Bethany's arriving the next day. Dorinda thinks that Bethany deserves it because, I mean, she just lost her best friend. She's going through a lot. It would be nice to give her one of the better rooms in the house. So <laughs> they all go to dinner and Luann's meeting them at dinner. So it's all the blondes. And Luann. And they're Recipe talking. Recipe for disaster. Recipe for disaster because Luann does not have any of her Charlie's Angels there. She does not have Bethany yet. She does not have Barbara, who it looks like right. she's going to be coming the next day as well, probably with Bethany. No allies. She has no allies except for Sonia. Sonia, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but one of the first things that she says is she goes, I hope I'm not in the fish room. <laughs> Which, by the way, elicits the best laugh out of Ramona and Sonia. You get the classic, like, crazy Ramona laugh, where she's just, like, unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's even worse than that. Yeah. And Sonia's loving it, too. And you love to see Ramona yeah, just, just living it up. Just having a blast, laughing at everything. Yeah. Oh, man, I was, I was dying because I was like, of course, that's exactly, like, what she doesn't want. You know what they sound like? Hyenas. They literally are. They're yeah. actually, did you know they're actually voicing the hyenas for Lion King live action movie? I did know movie. that. Yeah. yeah. I, I found that out through imdb.com. Yeah. So. It's it's those two. Those two, yep. 
And Whoopi's reprising her role as her hyena because she was in the original animated film. But yeah, Ramona and Sonia, everyone. Yeah. You, so get you your, guys could go go to IMDb.com yourselves and check it out. Check it out. They're yeah. giving Beyonce a run for her money on that cast. <laughs> I heard they had a great time going out at nights after uh, doing the voice doing the voicings. Okay, this gag has run its course. <laughs> we need to stop. They're not in the movie, but. I, I wanted to just let the bit live and have people actually like Google it and then tell us we're wrong. I'm gonna, not realizing it's a bit. I'm going to say, I don't know if I should say this online. I have a movie idea that I've wanted to do. Well, it's maybe like a short film, but ever since New York last season, when the boat thing happened, I have this like idea to do like a final destination movie, but like with the housewives. So like they're on the boat. I love this. And they're supposed to die. And that was like, cause they were, they should have died. Right. Like that was crazy. But it's like they don't die and then it's like Sonia's like we should have died here like this is like our thing and then like you go into a full final destination of like you know housewives meets final destination i, I think love it's brilliant that. and i think it'd be perfect for the berkshires let's be real yeah because this halloween themed episode we've got the halloween themed movie yeah i think that'd be epic i think i think sony would make a great scream queen who would be the first to die the first to die I, it would I, be luann you think it's Luann? Yeah, you know why? Because she's so arrogant. I would also say And maybe... Bethany is a survivor as fuck, so she's oh, going to yeah. last till the end. She's the final girl, for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like Barbara would make it almost to the end. Yes. But then she would die in like some kind of like like sacrifice. Okay. Um, I, Ramona's an easy second death. Yeah, movie. Ramona was the easy second death. <laughs> I, if, she, if Luann wasn't in the film, it'd be so Ramona would be the first one to die. Like Ramona, the way Ramona would die is like imagine like some sort of like pendulum like killing device, and like Luann gets hit by it and she dies, and then Ramona would go stand over her dead body, cackling, yeah. and it would be hit as the pendulum <laughs> device swings back and hits her. It would be something silly like that. That would be perfect. And then, also, this is very morbid. This is very morbid. And this, remember, this well, is all for a and film. Sonia <laughs> and Sonia, she would she would be the one that would like, have sex and then dies after she like has sex like in the bed because that that's like one of the horror tropes. It's like mm-hmm. if you have sex, you will die. Right. If you heard this, please don't make this movie because if you do, I'm gonna come after <laughs> it's you. Eddie's, and sue it's you. Eddie's movie. <laughs> um, but back to the Berkshires. So. Yes. Luann is so disappointed that she has the fish room and I loved the flashback to when she was super hungover in water. the fish water 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 that would that honestly hangover. could relate no I've been there literally <laughs> my entire life but water is so essential it's so essential it's needed but I was so 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 disappointed in Luann because she is acting like this is the biggest deal in the world and that she should have deserved the room because of what her and Dorinda have gone through. And because, you know, Dorinda and her have had such a bad past. She would think Dorinda would give her a better room so that, you know, you know, things would be admitted that, but she feels like she was just kind of cast aside and put in the fish room. <laughs> so Tinsley comes to her defense and kind of goes like, you know what? No, like I wanted the room cause I didn't want the fish room. So you, she gave it to me because I asked cause I was here first. And she's like, oh, you're missing the point. Like she should have just, she should have said, no, that's Luann's room. You're getting the fish room, but no, she's not a good friend. So she just gave it to you. And I'm like, Luann chill out. Like this is so like, this is where I think like the cabarets are getting to her head. <laughs> And like she did not like. You the, think this is cabaret induced? This is cabaret slash. I got away with like by not going to prison, and like my jail time made me more famous. Like delusion. 
She's literally becoming Induced. she's becoming delusional again. And I I'm De- sitting by that. Delusional. It was cute. She was having fun for a minute. Now it's like, okay, something's up, something's clicked. She's becoming that kind of like haughty self again where she's like, I'm better than all of you. I'm the countess. I say this as I have tickets to go see her in a month. <laughs> uh, don't tell Luann, everyone, that he's and about to you, go meet her. And Candy's coming to town, too. The Sex really? Dungeon. The Sex Dungeon is coming to it's LA? It's coming to LA. It's going to be there Friday, May 10th. Okay, we're going. Oh, my God. The Novo. Yeah, I love the Novo. That's where I saw Shanti. That's where I'm seeing T-Pain tomorrow. Oh, you are? I'm going to see t- the winner of uh, Mask Singer, T-Pain. You're kidding me. No, you didn't know this? No, I did. I stopped following it. Okay, my family was so obsessed with The Masked Singer. I had not seen, I'd seen like maybe like one or two episodes, but I was keeping online figuring out who every person was, like when they were unmasked because I was so obsessed. We were in Mexico. We watched the finale in Mexico. (laughs) My parents, like, we had to watch it. Like, it was like the thing we had to watch. That's the only reason I know T Pain won. Donny Osmond and Gladys Knight were also revealed that night, but. Mr. T-Pain was the winner. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so, good to know. But back to Roni. Yes. What did you, what did you think about Luann's behavior? Because I, I you're such a loose stan. I know. That like, I want to know how you felt because I, I found her behavior unacceptable and childish and very, it's not regressive. What, what, did, what did Madonna call Lady Gaga? There was something. But tell me what you think and then... I'm going to find out what I was going to say. You know how much I love Luann, but I can't even, I can't even defend her here. Um, I'm just tired of all this room drama, to be honest. It's been going on for years. It used to be a, a lot more prominent when Ramona and Sonia were a disastrous duo in this regards because they would just like either complain, complain, complain about the room or they would go and like undercut someone to get the best room remember season after season there would be some room drama with Sonia and Ramona and that's actually why they've had to adopt all these other ways to decide the rooms whether it's like it's literally because of them truly only because of them and I remember a couple times Luann um, would get upset just at them yeah for For the the way way that they're acting yeah exactly so I love Luann again I would love to defend her here but it's it's nonsense come on Lou it's, it's one night or two nights. It's, it's two, two nights. nights. Yeah, like get over here. She's like, I drove all the way out here. The word's reductive. Reductive. It's very reductive of Luann or Luann's acting very reductive. I don't know. Her behavior's reductive. <laughs> she is reductive. As Madonna would say to Lady Gaga. I mean, I she storms out of the restaurant, which I think is bizarre. It's like not that big of a deal. Who knows if she ends up staying the night, night one at Berkshire's. I feel like she's going to get a hotel and come back night two. Yeah, and just do that. I mean, if you're it's not, not happy a big deal. with the you have room, alternatives. go stay at a hotel. Yeah. Get a car in. The producers will drive you. You have to show up anyways. It's just such a massive overreaction. And to use that moment to call out the weakness in like your bond with Dorinda in this moment. It's like, Luann, like, it's so fragile right now. 
and you're trying to patch it up. You already said that you, you want to like make things work and just try to like improve the relations just a little bit. And then you're going to go and do this. It's like you've taken one step forward and like four steps. Yeah. Back with it's this. like, it's like you really go back to go. Like yeah. you've done the shoots and ladders. You're on a little you shoot. You had that honey. brunch where like it wasn't perfect, but you did one baby of the, steps. You did one of the tiny ladders, then you did the shoot all the way back down to the bottom of the All board. the way back fucking down. So I used to play a lot of shoots and ladders. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is a game of shoots and ladders to you. Life is a game of shoots and ladders. <laughs> it kind that's, of is, actually. That's my forest gun. <laughs> Life's like a game of shoots and ladders. You never you're like know box when of chocolate. Fuck no. No, I play games. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Lou. But Clearly, Lou doesn't really give a shit about her relationship with Dorinda because if she did, I don't think she pulls that stuff. I don't think she would pull it either. Yeah, I think I was really happy that we weren't dragging out. the. I tweeted at the beginning, I'm really glad we're not dragging out the Dorinda Luann situation because they both seem to be on fairly good terms at the strut your mutt. Right. But this, Cordial, no, at least. We're, it's back up again. Yep. Over a room. It's over a room. It's it's started with Giovanni Gate or what was it? What was it? What is it? It's not called berate. What were they saying? She was doing. She was berating. Not berating. Right. Heckling. Heckling. You heckled the Giovanni. Heckled. I didn't heckle the Giovanni. You heckled, heckled the Giovanni. The, I, she didn't heckle Giovanni. She heckled Luann. Heckle Gate is what I'll call it. I hate that. No, heckle I like Giovanni Gate. Giovanni Gate. It's more Giovanni Gate. Giovanni. Well, everyone's wearing Giovanni now. I want to go put on Giovanni because I want to get heckled in my Giovanni. I was watching an episode from season eight, Roni. Okay. And I think... <laughs> Me, <it> w- okay. <laughs> Where is this going? No, I, I think it was Luann who was actually wearing a Giovanni dress and mentions it. She's like, yeah, I'm wearing Giovanni. And I was like, wow, hey. Dorinda's the one who started Giovanni, though. But then oh, Luann okay. wore Giovanni. Dorinda started Giovanni. And now at Beverly Hills wears Giovanni. Yeah. Everyone wears Giovanni. Chrissy Teigen's wearing Giovanni. Literally the best advertisement ever. Dude, I want to wear Giovanni. Giovanni is in Beverly Hills. I know exactly where it is on the corner. I want to go in once and just kind of peruse and be like, who's touched this dress? Is the, which one? Which pull all the ones that Lisa Rinna pulls when she tries? Please, please pull all the Lisa Rinna dresses for me. It goes to show you the best marketing out there in this world. It, it ain't pay-to-click advertising. It ain't TV advertising. It's having Dorinda heckle your brand at Luann while she's doing some cabaret. I wasn't heckling Giovanni. We, we need, we need uh, Dorinda to heckle at Luann. Hot and bravo! Yeah. Hot and bravo! You just see her on and hot and bravo! And we'll be like, thank you, Dorinda. <laughs> well, if you guys want to make sure you guys don't miss an episode and you want to heckle hot and bravo, you can... Make sure you're subscribed on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, and Spotify, anywhere that you can. And if you want to tweet us your heckle or let us know what you love about us, if you want to love heckle us, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram by searching Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. Armin, how can they find you for some love heckles? You can heckle me at Armin Mahram. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Eddie underscore Estrada. Giovanni! Hadden Bravo!